0: Hello and welcome to Waypoint Church. My name is Jim, one of the leaders of the church, and uh, it's great that you're joining us online. Uh, still not the same, as it? Hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to get back together and, and uh, hang out face to face. It's always good to be able to start with worship. If you're able to do that and you're, um, you've got a playlist link or you've got your own worship songs loaded, ready to go, pause me. And then uh, we will then uh, unpack the Bible together and see what God wants to say and do in our lives today it's great isn't it to know that we are worshipping together right even though we're in our own homes and Perhaps some of you have just pressed pause and me and put your own worship stuff on, or maybe you are, we are collectively singing the same songs. I don't know. But to know that we have one voice that's lifting up an incredible God, an awesome God, that we're joining in with the angels song, right? That is going on all the time. We're joining in with that. What a privilege it is to give worship to God, that He delights in us as well as we worship Him. I love it. Um, thank you as well so much to people that have helped in putting together these. These um, talks and these uh, the worship as well. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Massive kudos to you. Um, thank you so much. Um, so in the build up to today, I was aware that it was a free hit because we've just finished the Daniel series, and Mark uh, superbly finished that off last week. So please check that out on iTunes, on on YouTube, on Spotify as well. So I had a free hit this week and um, been praying a lot about what it is I should speak to you about, and um, couldn't shake this particular passage, which, which we'll unpack in a minute. Uh, There's obviously a lot going on in the world right now that we could focus on, and it's right to focus on that at some point uh, and to respond to that. But this this particular thing, I guess, has been burning up for a couple of years. eh? And um, that doesn't mean I've had this sermon for a couple of years. If you're thinking, well, he's going to smash this sermon. Well, you can judge that at the end. but the actual kind of message behind it, I guess, the the overarching thought behind it is, I feel like it's been bubbling away and it's, it's growing more and more now, and we're beginning to see it in our nation a lot more. So um, the passage is very short and it's very obviously applicable. We'll 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 chat about that in a minute. But um, let's read the Bible together and then let's let's chat it through. Matthew chapter nine verses thirty five to thirty eight. but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Uh, I don't know about you, but the first time that I ever tried to share my faith with someone, it was unexpected, it was unplanned, and it was a disaster. Um, Well, it felt like a disaster anyway. It's often the way, isn't it? I remember uh, finishing school uh, and walking home with my friend one day, and uh, it's bucketing down with rain and um, we were talking about football you know as we always did and I always do now and uh, and uh, what I didn't know was that his granddad had just passed well just two weeks prior to that conversation his grandad had passed away um, and he was obviously very sad about that and um, we were just chatting about everything else like I said and then he kind of said to me you're a Christian and I was like yeah and then he said, So you must believe in, in heaven and hell. And I was like, I guess so. Wasn't pat so confident in my faith then. And to be honest with you, you know, you still don't have it all nailed down now. Um and he said, Well, my granddad died two years ago. Where's he gone? And I was like, uh wanting like the ground to swallow me. Uh I was like, What? Um and like panicking and praying very quickly and I just I said this. I said, you know, uh, if if your granddad loved Jesus and gave his life to Jesus and followed Jesus, then I believe your granddad is 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 with my heavenly Father, with with His heavenly Father, and left it at that. And uh, and then the next ten minutes, neither of us said anything. Right? We were drenched. Still walking home. Uh, didn't speak. Kind of heads both like looking at the floor, shuffling along. And uh, in, in my in my brain, I was thinking, why did I say that? Why didn't I say this? And then, you know, in hindsight, we have that amazing response, you know, or that incredible analogy, whatever it is. And you're just like, I could have done that or whatever. And it didn't happen. But anyway, we got back to his house and he turned to me and said, I'd, I'd like to come to church with you. I was like, what? OK, great. I don't know how that happened. Um, God. And so... Um, he did for a while and it was great and i think it really helped him to understand where i was coming from but also it helped him to get a bigger picture of of who god is and who he could be for him as well i don't believe that he became a christian i'm not sure um i pray that he did and i'll pray that he does um but you may have had something similar a similar experience to that i don't know perhaps you have actually plucked up the courage to say something perhaps you have um bumbled your way through a conversation like i did um Or perhaps you just think, I'm just ill-equipped. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's just not me. I don't have the words to say. I don't have a certificate that says I'm an evangelist, that I've got the gift of talking about Jesus. Um, Perhaps you think, well, I'm a bit nervous about it. I might lose a friend over it. I might lose a job over it. I might lose a family member over it. Perhaps you just feel a bit hypocritical. Maybe you just think, well, I'm not the best Christian in the world, so how can I talk to other people about Jesus if I'm not Sword, right? And I get, I get all that. And you might read that bit in the passage. I'll just get it quickly. Forgive my back being turned to you. That says, um, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. You might read that bit of the passage and you're like, yeah, that's it. I'll do the I'll do the pray bit, right? I'll do the, the background pray bit. And then God, you can bring other pe- better people more holy people to do all the worky stuff all the all the chatty stuff you know all that stuff and I get that thinking but if you fast forward this passage a few verses into chapter 10 you'll see that the very people the disciples that Jesus said when he said to his disciples let's pray for more workers they were the people that they were then sent out right and you're thinking whoa that Jesus he got me there and it's like we're often I think when we when we when we read a passage like that you know I think we can, we can agree with it all, we can agree with it all, but does our life reflect it, right? Yeah, there should be more workers, yeah, yeah, if I had more time, I'd work a bit harder, yeah, 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 like, we should pray more about it, but do we do it? I think once, often we can neglect one or the other, we can neglect the prayer bit, or we can ne- neglect the work bit, or for some of us, perhaps, we neglect both, um, you know, and the reason that Jesus said, like, we need more workers is because the harvest was huge, at the moment, I don't know if you've seen, but. Uh, there's been like requests by local farmers to help to get people for the community to come and pick their fruit. So it doesn't spoil, it doesn't ruin, it doesn't die and, and everything else. And then hand out the fruit and stuff to people and sell it off. And I just think when I when I think of this particular passage, I see that like we need more people. Like it's ready. The, the field is ready. The harvest is ready. But like we need more people. What I, what I read when I read this passage is when it says like pray for more workers. That is the disciples and Jesus praying for you and me right we're the backup (laughs) we're the extra people picking the fruit right we're we're the backup that are brought in to to help to 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 talk to work to pray Jesus uses those words doesn't he harassed and helpless and I, I think the world is feeling a little bit harassed and helpless right now how many people do you know that are feeling, you might feel it yourself, but how many people do you know that perhaps aren't believers that are feeling harassed and helpless? Harassed basically means it's kind of the result of, of strain. There's so many different de- demands on your life, right? Especially at the moment, you know, where there's so many people that are having uncertain futures, you know, will they have a job and they go back to work? Perhaps their mental health is in tatters right now. Perhaps they are, they're not sure that they have enough money in the bank. Perhaps they are, they're They might become homeless. Perhaps it is that a relationship is broken down during this time. They're feeling very hopeless, very helpless, very in a dark place, you know. And Jesus says, we're the answer to the prayer. He's the answer. But through us, we can bring them the answer to to his and to the disciples' prayer. We're the backup. We bring hope to the hopeless. We bring help to the helpless, right? We bring the light when there's dark situations, and I get that perhaps some of you think, well, I feel like that's my situation. Right? I get that. And I pray for you. And if that is you, then please say. And we would love to pray for you. Um, but what I want to say, and I guess this is not flippant. So please hear my heart is that we have God. If you follow Jesus, you have God. It's not as easy to just say, well, then that's it. Get on with it. Right. But God is your strength when you are weak. God is your wisdom when you need wisdom. You can God. You can trust that he has a plan for your future that he's got a purpose for your life and a lot of people don't have that and so first of all we should be seeking the kingdom of God we should seek first the kingdom of God right not seek our own needs above other people's we should be outward looking we should be looking to other people's needs first you know when Jesus saw those people that were harassed and they were helpless he didn't judge them He didn't go, well, they're not like me, so I'm not going to talk to them. He didn't go, well, It's you're You didn't save enough money. You haven't got enough money in your bank account. He didn't say to them, he didn't ignore them, right? He did not do that. He had this word that we read in the passage called compassion. Now, for those of you that might remember Tim, Tim was our previous associate minister, one of our associate ministers, a great guy, and he he would talk about this word. It's a Greek word called splagnitsume. I think that's right. I hope that's right. And it's, it's to feel compassion for someone deep in your gut, right? And the thought back then is that's where, that's where everything emanated from. Your soul and spirit right in your gut. It's the core of who you are. To so have that compassion overrides judgment and it overrides ignoring people and it overrides blame. You just can't ignore it. Jesus had this compassion deep in his gut, this black that compelled him to pray compelled him to get other people to pray, but also compelled him to work, to go and talk about the kingdom that was near, right? And and got his disciples to go in and talk as well about Jesus. For me, that's the gospel that we carry. If you follow Jesus, you carry that gospel of compassion. And the world needs that right now. (laughs) We always need it, but we need that compassion. We need that compassion to compel us to pray for people to pray for the lost. If you've got people in your family, in your in your in relationship with you, people that you know, pray for them by name. Let compassion compel you to pray for them by name, but also to do something about it. Right? There's an amazing guy called George Müller, who's a bit of a spiritual giant. I read his book a number of years ago, and I was just reminded as I was putting this sort of talk together, I was reminded about this guy. And George Müller was um, an evangelist, but he also set up many many orphanages, and and I think he saw ten thousand or so. Children go through his orphanages, which is incredible. So he fed them. He did something really practical for them. He also set up 117 schools that had Christian ethics in them as well. Um, he was a great guy. But my point being is that he had five friends. He had five friends, George Miller, who didn't know Jesus, and so he set about praying for them every single day. And the first friend became a Christian after five years. Uh, the second and third friend became Christian after. Uh, 10 years the fourth friend became christian after 25 years he was praying for them every single day because this compassion compelled him to pray for them and the fifth friend became a christian after 52 years right three months after george Muller's death his fifth friend became a christian he never got to see his friend come to christ but he prayed for it every day because he had compassion that compelled him to pray for him excuse me um is that the compassion that we have romans 10 one says my heart's desire and prayer is that they may be saved paul said that is that our heart that people will be saved may be saved i hope it is i hope it is because that's what i think as we begin to see as jesus saw as we begin to feel as jesus felt we'll do as jesus did right i genuinely believe that now there is a growing kind of belief at the moment that we're kind of at the beginning stages of a spiritual awakening in this country um, and i'll explain why these two things link in a minute kind of we're on the edge of something perhaps a revival and a revival the last kind of big revival in i think was in it was the welsh revival in early 1900s and revival basically means kind of a, a an increased spiritual interest or renewal uh, in in things that are, are, are of god and um you know when i hear that And I see some of the things that I'll talk about in a minute. I'm like, bring it on, God. Like, what role have I got in this? Because obviously revival, when God turns up, there is revival. He doesn't necessarily need us, but he does use us in certain things. So my prayer a lot over the last couple of years has been praying for prodigals to to return. You know, some of you have family members who have children. Sorry, some of you have children, perhaps, uh, or people in your family that have known Jesus and have walked away. I hope you pray for them every day. I pray for those that I know. Um, revival also looks like dry bones you read about this in the bible dry bones being renewed being revived being refreshed being put back together with tendons and a life being blown into their lungs right perhaps some of you right now are feeling that yourself you could do with some revival right if you're really going to step into what God's doing right now if you're really going to step into talking and praying for people's salvation and, and working and how people work towards that then perhaps you need revival first and um We have a part to play in all this, generally believe that. There's some interesting stuff that's been coming out the last few months. I guess, really, if you think about that, this stuff in light of churches being closed the last two months, you'd never think this would happen. So one of the recent um, national newspapers, the headline read, British public turn to prayer as one in four tune into religious services. You know, Eden, which is one of the biggest online bookstores, Christian bookstores, says 55% increase in their... In their bible sales um, google play has said that their english translation download for the bible has gone up by two million in the last two months um it's incredible the engagement the online engagement for church for some churches has gone up by 25 25 which is amazing so more people are actually viewing church and for some churches online than they would do if they were actually at church which is crazy um, nikki Gumble, who heads up hdb some of you might know him and has, has been the instigator of alpha he says, I've never known a time in my life when people are more open to to God than they are now. I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a part to play. Uh, some of you probably have heard of the song, The Blessing. We've sung it a few times. It's been doing the rounds. Um, in the first 48 hours, that got a million plays. And there's been lots of testimonies come back to say that. There's been a lot of people that aren't believers in Jesus that have said, I've just felt overwhelmed by something. I believe that's the presence of God. It's exciting, isn't it? I hope you're saying amen right now. (laughs) Who would have thought when church closed down a couple of months ago, nationwide churches closed down a couple of months ago, that we would be experiencing something. I don't want to say it's a revival because I don't know if it is yet. (laughs) But experience something like this, you know, It's, it's a great reminder that God is way bigger than four walls, way bigger than a small group. Uh, way bigger than that stuff but actually he's his, he has got plans and um I believe we are called to have the same heart as God to have compassion for people so we can pray for them and also that we can then work towards inviting them towards Jesus you know it's great to see um I've been chatting to a few people at church great to see so many people that are um Kind of taking responsibility for faith in in your homes right now and perhaps that's the first time we've ever done it it's great it's so good to, it's good to see the hub with claire and the team at church you know practically doing some amazing things and blessing the community with the love of god through food as well and such that is such a necessary part of showing god's love um but yeah i'm excited i hope you're excited god is on the move and i believe it's quite clear how we can be on the move with god as well I think if and when uh, when revival comes I think God will just do what he does right he doesn't necessarily need us for that but I think there's things that we can be doing right now and that is about getting our hearts right and asking to be refreshed asking us asking God the Holy Spirit to revive your heart giving you the eyes of Jesus so you can see people at the moment that are harassed that are helpless and you can pray for them but also you can work towards introducing them towards Jesus, finding obvious ways to do that. You know, one, maybe a few ways you could do that right now. I mean, this is such an accessible platform, isn't it? This way of doing church. I think this is probably why we've seen an increase uh, in nationwide statistics that some churches are getting lots more uh, engagement because people in their churches are sharing online links to come and join us at church. They get to see it. They can be anonymous to it. It's not so scary. Um, Can I encourage you, church, you know, we often share a lot of stuff on Facebook and some of it's good, some of it's just stuff, right? Um, This is such an opportunity to share, not just this particular talk, it's up to you if you do that, but like the message, the truth of who Jesus is and even if you're pulling content from other places, great, share that as long as it's Jesus focused, right? It's such an opportunity, such a safe way of doing it. WhatsApp it to friends, email it to people, um, And if you're feeling ill-equipped like I felt when I was 15, just know that the spirit of God that is moving in a powerful way in this country right now is the same spirit of God that is is within you. Right. It's really about that in Timothy, don't we? We haven't got the the spirit of fear, timidity. We've got the the spirit of power, of love, of self-control. That is the spirit that lives within you. So Isaiah 61 I just want to read it. it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me as I was saying because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news the spirit of God is upon you because the Lord has appointed you to bring good news I genuinely believe that I genuinely believe that um so those are some practical things that we can do we can share stuff online we can share the church services get more people involved um but we also um you may or may not be aware but um Obviously, historically, as a church, we have been we've run Alpha courses for a while, and uh, we were in the middle of running one, but sadly, COVID meant that we we had to to put it on pause. Um, but in recent weeks, we've been talking about what does it look like to do something online, and what we've noticed around the country is that a lot of churches online Alpha courses are way more attended, higher attended than their kind of face to face ones. And so, um, we've got some exciting news for you. I'm going to let Fran uh, do all that, and then uh, we'll finish.
1: Your challenge this week is to invite somebody to Alpha Online. We are running an online Alpha course via Zoom on Monday evenings at 7.30 starting on the 22nd of June. So we are all gonna come together, watch the video together and then break out into Zoom rooms for the discussion. We have a fantastic team Uh, with Rob and I so we are we have got Dee and Peterson and Naomi Austin and Lasker and we are so excited for what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Zoom is no obstacle for the Holy Spirit and we know that the Holy Spirit will be present and is going to work in power to transform people's lives we really are so excited about that. You know God has been working during this COVID-19 crisis People who assumed that they were in charge of their lives, they were um, in control of what was going on, have discovered that is just not the case. Plans have been completely altered. People are living in plan B. The lockdown has meant that so many people have had to slow down and have experienced times of peace and quiet. And the result of that is that their souls have woken up. They're starting to hear the whisper of God saying, I am for you and I love you. I am for you. I am for you. And it's creative questions in their soul about, well, if I'm not in control, who is? What is going on? Is there actually a God? Who are the people that you've been having these conversations with? It doesn't even matter if they're not in the Locksheath area because that is the joy of online Alpha. They could be in the Outer Hebrides. What does matter, though, is that God is calling his prodigals home and we need to respond to that. Alpha was made for such a time as this. And all you have to do, all you have to do is invite somebody to join a Zoom call. Who's it going to be?
0: how exciting is that how exciting is that can just like Fran can I challenge you church each one of you to spend some time today now maybe but certainly today praying for one person you probably already got that person in mind I believe the spirit puts people's names straight into our heads uh praying for that person but but Not just leaving it there. Invite them to Alpha online. There's loads of other ways that we can evangelise and speak about Jesus. I know that. But Alpha is a really good tool for that. It's a very safe environment to do so. People can do that from the safety of their own homes. You are part of this. You are the workers that the disciples and Jesus are praying for. And so am I. Let's do the invite. The worst that can happen is people can say no. Right. I know you, you might need some confidence, but know that the spirit of God is within you and you're being prayed for as well. Um, God uses saved people to save people. God uses saved people to save people. Let's be a people who have compassion, are compelled by compassion to pray for those that need to know Jesus. That are compelled, are compelled by compassion to work towards bringing the love of Jesus to people as well. Let's not leave it to anyone else. We we each have that responsibility. Yeah. I'm going to pray to finish. And uh, Paul writes in Ephesians this, and he says, "And pray, pray for me too, and God, and ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain the mystery of the good news." And I pray that prayer over you. Let's just pray. God, I pray um, that you will give us the right words. the This isn't about getting it all sorted first, that we will just step into uh, the truth of who you are. You are set before us and you invite us into these places to invite others into your family. And Lord, I also just pray for those of us right now who need that refreshment, who need that revival. Lord, I pray for new hearts, new spirits, Lord, pour out your spirit on anyone right now, Lord, that is open to wanting to receive that. Lord, I pray that you will stir a fire in them. Lord, I pray that as a church, we can have that fire and desire to 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 have hearts that are burning for you, to praying for people, praying for this country to know you. But also, Lord, we, we want to see revival. Will we pray for that, especially. Father, we have a part to play in the build up to this. And Lord, I pray that we will play our part. Help us to be bold. Help us to remember that you are with us every step of the way, every word of the way, you are with us. Yes, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you uh, for joining us today. Um, Please, as I said, get sharing. Please share it. (laughs) Uh, Not for the glory of Waypoint, but for the glory of God. Um, For getting Jesus out there. Someone might watch it that never normally watched it and then they'll have a question and it goes from there. snowball. So please do that. Um, we are the backup God's been looking for <laughs> and God is on the move. I believe that. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I'll, I'll stop now and uh, hopefully see you soon. Have a good week. Bye bye.